Summer driving is here, and so are the red-hot deals on the best tire brands at Dobbs. Money-saver June deals on new sets of Goodyear, Cooper, Continental, Michelin, and Pirelli tires. Click on GoToDobbs.com to find your next set of tires today. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome back to Carriker and Smallman. I'm 101 ESPN. Michelle Smallman, Randy Carriker. It's great to have you with us. And it is Wednesdays with Wayno, but because Wayno is pitching on Wednesday, we record this on Tuesday afternoon. Wayno, great to have you with us on a Tuesday. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. I've, I'm uh, out with the family right now. We are at one of the greatest things in St. Louis, in my opinion, and, and the greatest of its kind in the world, in my opinion, the St. Louis Zoo. I think it's just the best. It is the best free zoo, by the way, for those who are listening from out of town. Um, Adam, I have a lot of animal questions for you. We talked about, with you about a lot of things. I don't think we've talked about animals. If Adam Wainwright was an animal, what animal would he be? This is an easy one for me. We've, we, this is the kind of questions and conversations we have on the bench. <laughs> okay. um, so for, for me, you, you have to consider, like, the result of being that animal. So what would be, like... A fun animal to be might be dangerous because there might be something to eat you or shoot you or something like that. So um, I would be absolutely, without question, a bald eagle. Um, wow. It's just a no-brainer for me. You fly everywhere, which seems like the greatest way to travel um, to me. And then you get to eat fresh sushi whenever you want or you can eat... <laughs> You know, you could eat the, the fresh catch of the day wherever you are, wherever you are. Nobody can shoot you. You get to ride around like a boss because you are a boss. Coolest animal in the world. You make a really cool sound. I mean, it's just that, and you're, and you're big, and if something else catches something you want, you can just go take it, Bob. I think that's cool. That is a spectacular answer. I, I was thinking honey badger or something like that. Yeah. But when you throw in the, the fact that you can fly, and I think that's really an underrated aspect to the bald eagle, and you are a symbol for an entire country. That's true. Exactly. I mean, there's just no cooler animal. When, when people see a bald eagle, they go, oh, my gosh, it's a bald eagle. You know, stop, take pictures, stop what you're doing. You know, call, cause crashes on the interstate. The bald eagle is, <laughs> is, is, is the boss of this country. It is indeed, Adam. Now, I'm imagining if you guys are talking animals on the bench that you talk about animal fights, right? Because that's pretty popular amongst people to say, do you think this animal could beat this animal in a fight? Uh, it has happened, yes. Okay, that so is, what is happened. one animal that you would not want to see in a fight? Well, I mean, the tiger is is one that comes up a lot. Um, you know, a lion, see, the lion is is a lot lazier animal than people recall. I mean, those things sleep like 20 hours a day, you know? Um, and then you only get up at night. So, I mean, and then you got to be in the scorching heat all the time. That's one of the answers why we're, people are like, oh, yeah, I want to be a lion. Like, you want to sit around the 200-degree Sahara Desert heat thinking then, or wherever, whatever plains that they live in, you know, those great plains in Africa, it's hotter than stew out there. And then, uh, and then you got... You only get up in the middle of the night. That's just not it. But pound for pound, they can still take down any animal in the animal king. That's why they're the king. You know, that's why they get to sleep all day if they want to because they're the biggest, baddest things out there. 
Okay, we've got uh, one more animal question for you. And I think it's really underrated because they're tough. They're tough-skinned. They're fast. They run 34 miles an hour. The rhino is really an animal that you don't want to mess with. No, you don't. And if you try, you can't get through that tough skin. I mean, those things are pretty in, in, impenetrable, you know. But the, the also the hippo. The hippo's, mm-hmm. I think, mm-hmm. the most dangerous animal in the world, if I'm not mistaken. I think they kill more people every year than any other animal out there. Um, but you see those mouths when they open. You can see why. They've got yeah. just bone-crushing jaws and, and uh, teeth. So pretty powerful. Adam Wainwright at the St. Louis Zoo. Hey, uh, we've got big, big league impact fantasy football coming up, and we're getting to that time of year. Uh, we're about two weeks away from the start of NFL training camp, Wayno, and I think all of us need to start scouting if we haven't started already. I know it. I know. I love it. I love it so much. It's just, just like we're almost getting to the most fun uh, point of the season for me, where you got playoff baseball, you got you got um, college football starting up pretty soon. NFL is on the horizon. Fantasy football. I mean, the draft, the fantasy football day draft is a top five day of the year for me. It is is just one of the most fun things going, and it's just all the prep work that you go into scouting and acting like you know everything, and then you know it's just based off of what everybody else says. But you know, no, I don't, I don't really think that. You know, you have no reason to believe that, other than just you got this innate ability to think about it like that, and uh, everybody thinks they're the greatest at fantasy football. You know, it's like ping pong. Everybody thinks they're the greatest ping pong player until they play the greatest ping pong player. You know, so um, it's it's a fun time, and it's def- definitely a fun time in our clubhouse. We're having we we have a blast with that. It's a good it's a good outlet to, for us to keep you know keep our mind off the game a little bit. And you can get more information by going to bigleagueimpact.org or simply following Big League Impact on any of the socials, whether it's Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Wayno, one thing about that, that time of year you're talking about, too, and tell me if you agree, I'm energized by the change of weather. When the calendar changes to September 1st and it's the pennant race and the weather cools off a little bit, that energizes me, too. Absolutely, it does. Absolutely. That that fall weather is some of the best weather in the world, especially right here in St. Louis. It's so perfect, so nice. And that crisp, that crisp, I mean, I, don't get me wrong, I like the fall anyways. I like that crisp air anyways, but that means playoffs. That's what that means for me, and that's what it means for St. Louis, too. You know, we we, uh, we associate that cool weather with playoff baseball, and, and uh, I think we got a team that could do it this year for sure. Well, Adam, we're all desperate for that cool weather. Right now, we're in the dead of summer, and the heat's pretty bad. Ali Marmol, your manager, last night was talking after the game and, and mentioned just what it's like physically right now for guys, that you guys are a little fatigued, tired, and you're looking forward to that all-star break. Collectively, what what is it like from a fatigue standpoint as you get close to the halfway point of the season? Well, first thing I have to say is I know nobody out there feels sorry for us because we get to play baseball for a living. So I, I just have to state that first. But I will say, um, in, in how it relates to what we do every year, this is one of the toughest schedules we've ever played. You know, with our, our off days, um, because of the, you know, that's partly our fault. So don't, I know no one's feeling bad for me, but, um, with the, with the late start, we got some off days pushed and, and some doubleheaders played. In our travel schedule, we've had a couple of games picked up by ESPN that pushes us to, you know, a seven o'clock game where we might not have, been in it we might have got in at midnight instead we got in at four in the morning a couple times and that can be tough and that where that takes its toll on guys and then we've had some injuries so other guys have had to play a little bit more than they normally would have so there's there's a lot of fatigue factor going on you have to get past that as a professional athlete though you have to 
figure out a way to make it work and uh, how to show up and, and do your job no matter what. Um, but it has been a, it's it's been a tough been a tough schedule. We've and we've played gosh we've just played some really good teams lately. Where we played this Philly team, you know, seven times. We played the Braves. We're about to play the Dodgers. Um, so it's a tough stretch to contest any team. And this is where this is where you find out what you're made of. You know, this is where you find out if you're a tough enough team. Because when you get in the playoffs, everything's like that. You know, so you have to go through all those guys to win everything anyway. So this is good practice. Well, what have you learned about your team up to this point? We're at the halfway point of the season, essentially. What have you learned about this version of the St. Louis Cardinals? Um, I, I think there's a lot to like. Uh, there's there's some guys still learning on the job, honestly. Um, there's some guys who, who know they can play better. But, I mean, when you when you look at what the guys in the middle of our order are doing, what Paul Goldschmidt's doing is just special, man. He's having an MVP season, uh, which I called before the season started, by the way. You did. Um, you did, yeah. Yep, called that. And even <laughs> when, when Nolan had his, his incredible April, where he had like 10 home runs and and uh, and bunches of RBIs. Everybody's saying, you know, Nolan's going to win the VP. I just kept saying, and everybody in the clubhouse kept saying, honestly, I mean, because we knew Nolan's special, but we all thought Goldie was going to win the MVP. I mean, you know, just he's a different animal when he gets going, and uh, it is so fun to watch. Even Nolan calls him the best player on the planet. So <laughs> what they're what they're doing offensively and defensively is great. Uh, a couple of young guys coming up. I mean, Donnie Donovan has been a it's been a, a such a cool addition to our lineup. He's been sick for the last four or five days, so we're hoping to get him back soon. Um, but you know, watching Tommy Edmond move from the best defensive second baseman in the game, and it wasn't even close. And you kind of wonder, like, gosh, is he going to be okay at short? Like, he's got a great ability, but are we going to be losing something by moving him to short? Because then with second base, he's going to be empty. Well, then Donovan filled that hole nicely. Tommy's playing Gold Gloves uh, shortstop, so. Those are things that are really neat to me. I think our pitching staff has really come around um, the last couple of weeks. Starters have been pitching good. Bullpen um, is pitching good. Jordan Hicks back in the bullpen is going to help a lot. Uh, we just need a couple of guys to step it up. Getting Steven Matt back is going to help, I think. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see what Libertor does tonight uh, pitching against this tough Dodger team because he's got a lot of ability. Young guy, learning on the fly. But there's a lot of things to like. There's a lot of things to look forward to in the future of this organization. Um, but we're trying to win right now, too. So, um, good mix. Do you think we just need a little bit more sage, Adam? What are, you, what are your thoughts on Miles Michaelis <laughs> saging the outfield? He's, a, he's an interesting guy. <laughs> he is an interesting guy. But, you know, you can't, can never shake your head at something that works. And he, he, he did the sage. He won two games in a row against a very tough team. Um, so, and against and against a very tough pitcher yesterday in Austin and, and Aaron Nola. So um, that was a huge win for us. Got Miles back on the winning board, which was, was really nice to see. Um, but the stage worked. You know, we, we had a couple other things going on in that clubhouse. Everybody was trying everything, man. There was, it wasn't for lack of trying. Guys were, you know, were, uh, hitting in their jock straps and all kinds of crazy stuff in the batting cage in there. So, man, in baseball, you know, it's, it's a crazy – it's very, very superstitious, superstitious world, and uh, you know we'll we'll try just about anything to see if it brings wins. It's only weird if it doesn't work, Adam. One hundred percent. And then as soon as it stops working, though, it is weird. Yeah, right. 
Hey, I want to ask you, because you're such a great guy at compartmentalizing, and we've talked to you before about being able to put a loss behind you. But I was really frustrated for you on Friday night when you go all the way, you allow the two home runs, and you handle it so well. But what's it like once you hop in the truck and you start driving home? What's that drive home like for Adam Wainwright after a game like you had on Friday? Well, there's things, I mean, compartmentalizing is important, like you said. I mean, I knew our bullpen was 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 pretty banged up. I knew that we were tired. The guys had been used a lot. Helsley had pitched two day or two innings and, and Gio had been pitching and all those guys had been, you know, pitching a lot. So I knew I needed to go deep into that game. So pitching nine was was the goal. Between between the last inning and that or the between the last game and that game, uh, my main focus was to figure out why I wasn't able to go deeper into games like I had like I had been the year, you know, the year or two before that, where I was pushing to the eight a lot. And this year I'd only done it once or twice. And I, that's, I, I just have better standards than that. You know, I want to, when I take the ball in the, in the first inning, I, my goal is to, is to, is to uh, get the last out of the game every time. That's my goal. And so that was my main focus was figuring out if there was patterns, if there was sequences, if there was, if there was uh, a, a pitch that wasn't, doing what it was supposed to do, wasn't getting the results I wanted or whatever. So me and, and Dusty Blake and, and Mike Maddox really spent a lot of time looking into that. We figured out a couple of things, a um, couple of angles, a couple of pitch counts or a couple of uh, pitch selections in certain counts. Uh, and then, you know, went out there and we threw nine innings. So that was a good thing. The the home run pitch to center field, the first home run, that's really the only big mistake I made. Um, the other – the curveball home run is not something I was expecting, so I can I can hold my head up knowing that I that I, I gave up one home run in nine innings, and, and that's you know you never want to give up home runs. That's the easiest way to give up for surefire runs. Obviously, is to give up home runs. I, I never want to do that, but you try to keep them out of extra bases, anyways. But um, pitching nine innings, you know, with with one with really one big mistake pitch that got hit. I'll take that almost every time of the year. You know, sometimes you got to throw up zeros, and we're facing a very, very tough ticket. We've got looking right here at the Amur Leopard right oh, in front of us. Beautiful. Um, but, yeah, you know, that, so that's, that was one thing I thought. Okay, all right, in one way I did my job. Um, but in another way, you know, that's a, a couple games in a row where I made a, a real bad mistake um, with the cutter in the middle of the plate, and they got hit out both times. And so that's that's like the easiest pitch to hit out if you make a real bad mistake in the middle of the plate with a with a cutter, just like a slower fastball in the middle of the plate. Hitters feast off of those things. Now, if you throw a really good one on the corner, it's one of the easiest ways to get a very quick out. So uh, I, that was one of my one of my uh, my homework assignments was to go back to to the to the well and, and figure out is there a grip issue? Is there a is there just an execution issue? Is it is it timing? Is my delivery off just a little here? I never stop working, Randy and, and Michelle. Y'all, y'all probably know that, but I never mm-hmm. stop trying to hone every little thing because because this team's going to need me down the stretch when we get into playoff baseball. Mistakes like that get uh, get magnified. I want to ask you about pitching against the Dodgers. You've done it in the postseason. You have done it a lot over the course of your career. I think the Dodgers have the second best uniforms in the game after the Cardinals. Uh, in the, in I don't know if you're aware of this statistic, Adam. Since 1892 through last year, the Cardinals and Dodgers have played over 2,000 times. The Cardinals' record against the Dodgers: 1,033 wins, 1,036 losses. 
it's the best rivalry, uh, aside from the, the fan rivalries, Giants, Dodgers, Cubs, Cards, Cubs. It's the best rivalry in the league. How do you like pitching against the, the Dodgers? I have always loved pitching against the Dodgers. I love pitching against those legendary historic franchises. And, and, and honestly, they have some of the best players in the world. You know, they go out and they spend money on, on a lot of really good players. And as a pitcher, a competitor, you want to pitch against the best. You want to see what you're worth against the best. And, uh, yeah, I see them, y'all. I see them. Um, you want to see what you're worth. And, and those are the ultimate tests. You know, they'll let you know what you need to work on right away. Well, speaking of the best to ever do it, Adam, it's got to be cool for you to see your teammate Albert Pujols say that he's going to be in the home run derby uh, for one final time in his career. I'm sure that's going to be special for all of you guys to watch him compete. Yeah, yeah, I found that out at, like last night at midnight. I had no idea. <laughs> um, that's going to be amazing. He's he's uh, he's the ultimate performer. He'll probably go. He'll probably go compete really well in it. I don't I don't know if anybody can can beat that uh, Pete Alonso from the Mets. He's he, it seems like he was born and bred for the home run derby, but um, wouldn't it be a great story if Albert did it? If, if Albert would beat him, does Stubby Clap throw BP? Oh. Good question. Good question. <laughs> I don't know how that works. But, uh, you know, when the last time we had home run derby that Albert was in that I can remember was in '09 when it was in St. Louis. And the wind was blowing straight in from left center. So it was really tough on the right-handers. And I think Prince Fielder or somebody won it that was a left-hander. Um, but all the lefties were crushing and all the righties were just having a hard time driving out of the park. Albert had to hit a home run on his last swing to go into the next round, and he did it right into the teeth of the wind in left center. Um, so he's still got the power, too, man. You know, he's he's not a whippersnapper anymore, but he's still got that incredible power and incredible hands. So. Uh, I hope he wins. That would be just too fun. It's it's fun to savor this. And I'll tell you what, Adam, I savor our fantasy football during the fall. It, it makes me happy every time I put my lineup together. This year's draft Friday, August 26th, and folks will have the opportunity to get involved with a Q&A with you and Tommy Edmond, get special access, and have all this stuff back. It's so cool to have it back where you can watch BP and play catch on the field with Cardinals players. This is going to be a great year for fantasy football, and we want everybody to get involved by going to bigleagueimpact.org. Yeah, it's back. We're going to be in person again. Praise the Lord. We're going to be shaking hands and and, uh, drafting and talking smack right in the room with you. So um, come to Bush Stadium. You get to play catch on the field. You get clubhouse tour. I'm going to take a tour of everybody through into clubhouse, see see all the sights, smell all the smells, you know, see the lockers you want to see from your favorite players. And uh, it's going to be a fun time. We hope lots of people sign up and and come in there because – there's really nothing like it, I don't think, as far as from a fan experience out there to go and, and hang with your players like you can do at our fantasy draft at Bush Stadium. Yeah, come and smell the sage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Miles will probably have some burning. <laughs> hey, Adam, have a great time during the All-Star break. We know that you're going to be spending that with your family, and we'll talk to you after the Cardinals get back into action the following week. But enjoy your time off next week as the, the Cardinals and the rest of Major League Baseball enjoy the All-Star break. Okay, I appreciate it, guys. Thanks. Thanks, Wayne. Have a great day. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. 
TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Hey, hon, what you doing with your fun? Do flowers have best friends? I don't know. Hey, look. Whoa. Some answers can only be found in nature. Discover the unsearchable. Visit discovertheforest.org to find a trail near you. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.